back. It's been a little while. Uh, this is Cleats and Capes. I'm your host, Steven, along with my co-host here, Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Good. It's a great day to be alive, more ways than one, especially those of you that uh, actually know me. <laughs> Had some crazy medical things going on earlier this afternoon, but hopefully those are cleared up for me. And to take my mind off of it, I'm going to record a podcast, so that's what we're doing. We're going to try to put out smaller episodes, a little bit more regular. Uh, today we wanted to cover DC Comics. Now, DC Comics is kind of doing a soft reboot, soft relaunch type thing, and it's called Rebirth, and Chris has some details on it. Chris, could you tell me what is what it led up to Rebirth? Did, did they just have to do this? Is it a kind of a shaking it up because it's, an, it's, it's a comic, or why did we get to Rebirth? Since the beginning, everyone's been complaining about New 52, just wanting the old universe to come back, but... Uh, it, they've been pretty sad on not doing that. So, I mean, we pretty much made our peace with it. The sales have gone a little lower. I know they tried that Convergence uh, miniseries that brought back the original characters for a little while. And uh, people enjoyed that, but it wasn't that big a deal. Of course, that, turns out, led to the Rebirth comic with uh, Superman returning. But uh, basically, Rebirth isn't a reboot at all. It's more just steering them in the right direction, trying to get them back to the old ways they used to be, but with the New 52 characters. So it's still the same New 52 universe, just, you know, more toward classic even with the classic superman taking the old, the new 52 superman's place which is uh which should be good but yeah yeah it seems like uh you know they're probably doing this just because of the direction the fans are kind of wanting to steer this in and maybe personally themselves they want to just go in a new direction um, do you think this is going to tie into the movies at all, or are they still going to keep those separate like they've been keeping them? Uh, I find it really hard to see them tying it together with the movies, so probably not. Yeah, I, I think as far as DC goes, they like to keep everything separate, which I don't mind. Because in a way, you know, if you're trying to have a continuity for comics, TV, movies... Um, it, it holds creators back, in my opinion. And now, in some cases, you don't want directors to have a lot of free reign. But in some, most cases, you want them to have their, their free reign to tell their story on a film, their story on a comic, their story on a TV show, without having to truly worry about continuity all over the place. So I think that's a smart approach on DC's part. Um I think they need to get their ducks in a row when it comes to the movies. But other than the TV shows and the comics, I think they're, you know, right on track. Um, as far as the rebirth issue, the, uh, the single issue, how, how was that? Can you give me like a short synopsis on it? Maybe for, we will give a spoiler warning. If you have not read rebirth, you can stop here, come back later and listen to the review. But 
Chris, what did you think of the book? Well, I enjoyed it. I actually have a list here that I posted on the website of all the you know, important facts that, that came out of Reber. I don't know if you want me to go over that real quick. Or... Yeah, go over it, please. That would be great. Well, the, the first one I said, Pandora is dead. Long live Dr. Manhattan. It's kind of the, you see uh, a mysterious figure that is true, the true person behind the New 52 being so dark, so grim and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like a mysterious force and they don't know what it is. Wally West is like trying to come back, but he's missing. He's like in between universes. And uh, you see the Pandora, who who we thought changed from Flashpoint to New 52. We thought she was responsible, and they kill her off. And then, of course, at the end, you see uh, Dr. Manhattan being the one behind it all, which is kind of weird. I mean, you, we could go on and on about Watchmen being in the DC universe. It's kind of weird, but... Uh, there's a whole theory behind like uh, how they're going to be mixed in and how they're represented by some of the heroes going on in the current storylines. Like the two people in the Batman comic book. If you see on the cover, there are two heroes and they think that's uh, Owlman and someone else. I forgot. Not Owlman. So, so they're kind of like their own little avatars yeah, yeah. in a way. Yeah, something like that. And okay. it, I, I'd have to look up the theory, but yeah. But I'll go real quick. Uh, there are three Jokers, three different Jokers. Oh, that, wow. is, uh, it, is it to like represent each era? or? Yeah, they, they had the picture and it was like the classic Joker and the uh-huh. modern day Joker. And then the Greg Capullo, uh, you know, most recent Joker. I don't know how that's going to work. But uh I don't know. Well, I'm up for anything. I mean, I like Joker, though. Wally West and uh, both Wally West are still in the same universe. Oh, wow. Awesome. But, uh, but they're cousins. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but they're cousins now. Uh, hey, bro, don't question the speed force. <laughs> <laughs> uh Let's see. Uh, Justice Society is going to come back. They had John L. Thunder in there. Uh, Adams. There's going to be two Adams. Ryan Cho is going to be uh, searching for uh, Ray Palmer, who shrunk down uh, small enough so he could get into the timeline stream or something like that. And, uh, the Blue Beetles. There's going to be two Blue Beetles. And uh, Dr. Fate shows up oh, and nice. tells uh, Ted Cord that... Uh, the scarab isn't what he thinks it is. It's not alien. It's magic. Oh, no. No way. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell is going to go on there. That is going to be actually pretty interesting because we've always said it was alien. Yeah. I'm, and even Young Justice cartoon, every every interpretation, mm-hmm. it's like some kind of alien thing. Should be cool. Uh, Damian Wayne is 13. He's always been like 10 or maybe 11, but mm-hmm. they bumped him up to 13 years old now. So now he's uh, old old enough to be a Teen Titan, which he's going to be leading the Teen Titans. Though I hope they don't ignore Tim Drake. Uh, J- 
Jackson Hyde is back. People who are fans of a uh, Young Justice cartoon, Aqualad. Uh, Aqualad. <laughs> so this is his interpretation of it, the comic book version of him, that was inspired by Aqualad from Young Justice. That is really cool, he's, man. Yeah, he's uh, gonna be showing up. Uh, Wonder Woman has a twin brother named Jason. I don't know what the hell is that about. Uh, yeah, I see. I see your notes here, Baby Darkseid. <laughs> yeah, there's a Baby Darkseid. <laughs> I know he he dies in spoilers. He dies in the last Justice League issue, uh-huh. and uh, I guess he's revived now, but a baby version. Oh crap! <laughs> uh, Oliver and uh, Black Canary back together. Hey. That kind of uh, hey. <laughs> Unlike the TV show. (laughs) Uh, The Mysterious Duo, I was wrong about that. I wasn't sure who they were, but I think the Mysterious Duo and Gotham and the Rebirth issue are those two heroes that show up in the next Batman, number one. Okay. And uh, and then, of course, the new Superman. There's going to be a Superwoman and uh a chinese superman that's gonna show up and uh uh and of course superman the new 52 superman has died and as we find out in the rebirth issue number one superman rebirth number one that uh he's uh classic clark has finally moved on and he's ready to take the place as that universe is superman so that's how the issue ends so he's back. Yeah, he's back. Is he older? Uh, he's older. He's he's supposed to be stronger, but something has weakened him. I don't know if they explain what or I missed that, but he's weakened. I read all of uh, Superman, Lois, and Clark, and he's a little weaker, but he's still pretty strong. And, of course, he's he has all the experience of, you know, Superman, the old Superman. So he's, you know, better pretty much. So overall, what were your what were your thoughts? Did you did you really like Rebirth? Oh, it was a, it was a great story. I loved how, of course, Wally West hugging Barry Allen, like uh, he goes to Wally. He uses the Speed Force and tries to. He just needs someone to remember him to bring him back into this universe. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, he goes to Barry, and then right before he disappears, he just like tells Barry, uh, "Thank you," and uh, he's gonna go and. Even though he doesn't know who he is, he, he means a lot to him. And right before he disappears, Barry remembers and grabs his arm and pulls him out of the speed force. Oh, you know, no way. I need to read this. <laughs> it was really good. It was it was an awesome issue. I mean, it was a perfect setup. Uh, very happy with it. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. We, I really need to read that. Um, and you're really kicking ass on the reviews on the site, man. Especially so much so... That you got noticed for one of them, for the uh, Green Lanterns book. Go ahead and talk a little about that little experience there when you're posting reviews early in the morning. Then all of a sudden, you look at the uh, Cleats and Capes Twitter account, and what do you see, Chris? I see Jeff Johns uh, quote retweeting the review, which I didn't even. I mean, I, I tagged him in it, but I didn't expect him to actually see it, and he. <laughs> Quote tweets it and then follows us back on the Twitter. So oh gosh, I, that Jeff, was awesome. if you're if you're somehow if you're somehow listening to this, 
we would love to interview you even just for a few minutes to talk about the books, everything else or anything that you want to talk about. You always have a, uh, open seat here on the podcast. So hit us up, Jeff. <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool. But green lanterns, um, explain to me, there's two new lanterns and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. It starts off with, uh, Simon Baz, I think it is, or uh-huh. Baz Baz. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, they had a uh, road terror. Apparently people are, uh, you know, har- harassing him, writing terrorists on, uh, his sister's, uh, room because our house, because he's living with her. And, uh, Jessica Cruz is around and she's having doubts why she turned into a lantern and, you know, her life going on. And then a spacecraft, unidentified spacecraft shows up. They have to head down there. They meet for the first time and they're kind of insulted. You know, that they don't know why there's another lantern. And uh, there's a manhunter there. They fight him. Turns out it was uh, Hell Jordan testing them <laughs> and to make them work together so they can so we can trust them on uh, Earth to handle Earth. Well, he goes and fights Sinestro and whatever major event's going to come down because there's a ton of lanterns now. And uh, they keep hinting at, even Jeff Johns in the tweet, hints that something big is going to happen. There's a reason exactly. why there's a, a bunch of lanterns showing up. So they're going to explain that later on. And then uh, he merges their lanterns, uh, their power battery together. And uh, just uh, just so they can work together and uh, protect her. Damn. This, is, uh, this sounds like a great jumping on point for sure for all these books. Um, yeah. now to read rebirth, I, before I started to fully read it, I saw that you have to read, what was it? Justice League 50 and Superman 52. Was that the correct issues? Uh, well, I've read the number one issues out right now are, uh, Superman, right. uh, Batman, uh, Green Arrow and Green Lanterns. Right. And the uh, only one you need to kind of read, you could probably skip Justice League. Though I'm going to catch up to that. I've only read the recent one, but I need to catch up from the past issues because, you know, it's such a good series. But uh, I'd only suggest uh, Superman, I think, 52. Okay, so just Superman 52, hop into the Rebirth single issue. And then is is Rebirth itself going to be an ongoing book or is that just a one-shot? No, it's just a one-shot. Even these one Rebirth uh, number ones are just one-shot and then... The so it all, does it all go back to the, just the regular numbers after this? No, no, it's going to Superman number one is going to come out. Batman okay, number great. one is going to come out. Okay, so this is a great jumping on point for pretty much anybody. Um, I kind of fell off the New 52. I'd like to go catch up on arcs here and there, but when I when I fall off, I find it hard to just start keeping up uh, month to month, you know. So and are, are these going to... Did they change the release schedule on these new books? Is it, I heard something about that. Is that true? Yeah, they're going to be coming out bi-weekly. Uh, okay. Not the like Scott Snyder one. I think Scott Snyder has a Batman book coming out and so, that stuff like All-Star? that. Can only come out one. Yeah, All Star Batman. Mm-hmm. That's only coming out once a month, but the other one are twice a month. Okay. Well, you know that that might help. I'm sure it's a hell of a lot of work. Are we going to be getting less pages? Maybe I don't know, but 
bi-weekly or bi yeah bi-monthly seems a way to go for a lot of things to keep interest going um do you recommend a way to get them do you think digital is the way to go now or do you still get your books at the shop what do you do i pre-order them online and then i have them sent to me later i have the i'm gonna have them mailed to me later and but digital is probably the fastest i mean i just jumped on the ipad and started reading them yeah, and I mean, there's always other ways to get these comics. I don't necessarily support those ways. Um, sure, I mean, if it's, it's, if it's something rare. Yeah, maybe try it out that way. But honestly, support these books, guys. Support these books as much as you can because they're dying off already in so many ways. But, you know, DC Comics and Marvel and all the other publishers out there are really trying to keep this medium alive. And it's really up to us to keep it alive and I love what they bring to the table as far as just stories that you'll never see in a movie sometimes, you know? That's what I love about comics is you'll never see it in a movie, and you won't get that same fascination by just reading a novel a lot of times. So when you take it to a graphic kind of novel standpoint, I mean, there's so many great stories that can be told. So, yeah, you just got to keep these books alive. Um, So I guess what you and I are saying is... Y'all need to read Rebirth, <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. I want to jump into some news real quick before we wrap this up. We're going to try to keep these little condensed podcasts going. Um, kind of shifting over different franchise right now. Um, there's a rumor that you posted on the site that was going around about uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Apparently, the first cut of the film that the Disney execs saw was maybe too dark and too serious. And they're having some reshoots, which are common with these movies, reshoots. Don't get me wrong. But where there's smoke, there's fire in a lot of ways. Do you think the original cut of the movie, or at least the rough cut of the movie, was too dark? It doesn't sound like something that would be a problem. I mean, Edwards, and they have a group of great writers working on all the Star Wars films. I just... I just can't imagine it being like too dark. Like, what what could possibly be too dark for, you know, them? I, mean, I doubt they like had some crazy scenes going on. And that, that's uh, the I believe thing. The it's reshoots been, are going on for sure, though. It's been it's been pitched that it was going to be a dark, gritty war type movie, yeah. and the trailer kind of signified that. And I I don't understand why. I mean, maybe it's just people want scoop sites or. Various sources trying to say, "Oh no, there's reshoots happening. Look what's that, look what's going to happen." They're going to mean the same thing happened with the Suicide Squad rumors, and all of a sudden a trailer came out after the supposed reshoots, and oh look, jokes were there. Wait a minute, that's not how it works, guys. They can't add in <laughs> levity that fast and release a trailer that fast. So mm-hmm. I think it's maybe a combination of both. There's probably some issues going on. But there's probably some reshoots they need to do. Um, but I, I don't think it's in that much trouble as people think. People people like to go from one extreme to the other. Either it's going to be the greatest movie of all time or it's the worst movie of all time. I, I would, Me personally, I would like to see these films, the standalone films, have their own individual tone. It doesn't always have to tie into everything. Only problem I see with this movie and it being its own tone is this movie ties directly in to the Star Wars timeline? You know, yeah, it takes so place, closely, you know, related exactly. to the 
prequels. Exactly, and it's related to the prequels and to the to the normal you know, the original trilogy. Normal man, I sound like an idiot there. Right. Sorry, guys, a long day. But yeah, they, it relates so closely to Episode Four that they probably have tonally needs to match somewhat there. So I see where they're coming from, but I don't think it's the crisis mode for Rogue One yet, especially if the release date hasn't been moved or anything like that. It, it seems, you know, to be about the same. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I what, trust what, it more than uh, the Han Solo movie. That's for sure. I, I'm not sure what to think of that movie. I, I mean, the casting. I'm not sure yet. And as we know with casting, we can't jump. To, we can't jump the gun ever. Look at Michael Keaton. Look at Heath Ledger. Look at Ben Affleck. We didn't jump the gun mm-hmm. on that. Other people did, but you know, we we can't jump the gun yet. Until I see a trailer. Until I know who else is cast in that movie. Until I know if they're actually going to cast, if the Lando's going to be in that movie, who's going to be, you know, Billy D. Williams' replacement. Yeah. I mean, think about it, man. They have that is a tough movie to make because they have to replace Harrison Ford, and if they have Lando in there, Billy D. Williams. I don't see how they could even match that. But that's why they have actors. That's why they're paid that much money. So I guess we'll mm-hmm. see. But as far as the, uh, you know, solo. Han Solo movie. Wow, look what I did there. Um, are you you're not really on board with that one yet? Well, I wasn't on board with Rebels too, and then one trailer made me feel a lot different. Uh, now I'm really excited for it. So I mean, maybe a trailer will convince me otherwise. But at least with this movie, you're not trying to recapture, uh, you know, what like another character like that. You know, they're not trying to be Harrison Ford. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be very difficult. Um, I guess real quick we can get into uh, we can kind of tease our next episode. Um, we'll probably be getting to the state of Arrow and the state of Flash. It's like uh, that fork in the road at a uh, you know Fast and Furious Seven. <laughs> Arrow's going one way, Flash is going another. Um. What do you think of the state of Arrow? What just a really brief, quick summary of what do you think that sh- direction that show is going? And give me your summary on Flash. I don't know if Arrow can save itself. Once they've gone into the idea that this is a two-person show, two uh, protagonists show with Felicity and Oliver then no matter what, you're going to focus on Felicity. She may have good storylines. I mean, she's been entertaining at times in the past. Yep. She she could have, but it's a Green Arrow show. So the more you focus on another character like that, it's going to come off more and more awkward, especially when, when more villains come along. You could only have so many things to hack before it just becomes <laughs> you know, tired. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean... I'm hoping they kind of figure it out, but I, I they really should go back to just Oliver having a mission, figuring things out, and then having a supporting cast around him. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, and I, I mean, I think Damien Dark would be good villain, but that kind of fell through. I don't know. A lot of problems. Flash is the total opposite. They keep coming out with crazier and crazier stuff. Uh, Season one ended with the, you know, emotional episode and send you in the 
season two and that one's crazy. And I mean, the way season two ended, I, I mean, I can't even imagine where they're going to keep going after this. It, they always seem to raise the stakes and, you know, hit perfectly where they should just completely two, two different directions. Like you said, that's what I love about flash right now. They just, they're like the cream of the crop on any DC property, in my opinion. I mean, they are just, they're killing it as far as comic book goes. I mean, they're staying true to the material. And that that's that's what's nice about comic book um, TV shows, is you can play them out like a comic book. Comic book movies, you got to cram a bunch of shit in, hope it works, try to pull it off the right way, and not feel like it's a setup for the next movie. You know what I mean? TV yeah. shows, you can get away with that because... Episode, episodic format you are setting up for the next episode so i think i think it, it translates a hell of a lot better to tv and it's pretty evident when you see that in the daredevil you see that and we're gonna see that in the punisher show i mean that's gonna be awesome but as far as uh, arrow goes this is all i have to say about it the best episode of arrow that we saw recently was not an arrow episode it was that Legends of Tomorrow episode where they were in what was it, twenty forty six? Yeah. I mean, that essence of <laughs> Oliver kind of being alone there and only having like just a few supporting characters. And what was even better about that episode? <laughs> it's <laughs> Felicity left him even then. <laughs> <laughs> it's just destiny. It's gonna happen. <sighs> yeah, I mean, honestly. I would take a if they could just reboot Arrow and just give me a 2046 Arrow, that'd be awesome. With yeah. you know John Diggle's uh, son, aka Connor Hawk, as his little pseudonym, being his sidekick, that'd be awesome. Uh, do you think fans would be behind that if they would just kind of throw out a bunch of continuity and hell even make Felicity a villain? <laughs> They could do it. I mean, she did leave him, right? Yeah, I think they, there'd be back, some backlash. Oh, and we, we we know all about that backlash, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> and we can get into that in the next episode of Cleats and Capes about uh, the kind of toxic following that Arrow has and how the Arrow writers you know, kind of give in to that toxic following. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for... People having their fandom and even kind of being obsessed about it. Because that's kind of what being a fan is. You're a fanatic. But when it gets to the point that you are, you know, making up weird sexual scenarios in your head about, oh, I think this actor should be cheating on his wife with this actress. Shit's pretty whack, man. I don't understand that. Um, Or photoshopping a family picture of, you know onto uh you know yes. felicity's face onto a family picture that 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 that's not that's not even that's not not just as it isn't normal it's not healthy it doesn't make any sense like you're not you you're not accomplishing anything with that like at all and with all the weird kind of toxic following they've had around that show it it's sad when when they've honestly accomplished quite a bit they have pushed Felicity so hard down the Arrow writers, you know, mentions and DMs. I'm sure that 
they've they've they really wrote that character into a corner to where she's just so big and part of that show now. How are they going to write her out of it? Because you know we talk about these things like they actually happen; they're actually happening in real life. But you know it's all in the writer's control here. It's not it's not the actress actress's fault. You know what I mean? I right mean now. people may get on what's her name Emily Bet Rickards or whatever her name is, but I mean come on now. The writers have the control to make this character better, yet they continue to just give the biggest middle finger to the fans time and time again. I, I'm not understanding it. I don't. I, I, I don't think I ever will. Um, I mean, in my own little head canon, Chris, do I just have to think that Arrow ended at season two? Is that what I have to do now? <laughs> Another bad season. I wouldn't blame you. I, I mean, I'm about there. I mean, I, as you know, you know, the the listeners don't know. I I checked out about what was it halfway through season four. Yeah, maybe a little bit past that. And I I I watched the I've watched the season four finale, and then I was like, you know, did I? In my head, I'm thinking, did I did I stay away from the show too long? Because I watched the finale, and it was some of the most terrible acting I've ever seen outside of Diggle. Which is crazy because he's like the most constant, like rock solid guy on that show that can always deliver something good there. Everyone else was like really bad, and I, I think it partially is because I didn't watch that show. I wasn't in the groove of expecting how that show looks, how they act on that show. But man, that episode had some really bad acting on across the board. And I don't know what to I don't know what to say about it anymore. It's like the tone is just completely different. Is it is it what you might have been saying before? Is did you think they just said you know what if this is what you're going to do we're just going to half ass it? Do you think that might be going on there? Uh, it doesn't make sense for them back to just to quit, even if yeah. they, they're not happy with the material. Uh, it does seem like at times they are getting worse, and I think it that. Since they've proven they can do it successfully in like season one, season mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. you have to blame the writers for falling through. Like it's the material that the actors are getting and something's just coming out awkward because it's, you know, it's not working. Well, like let's let's leave the listeners with this. If you had, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You can be as brief as you want. If you had an opportunity to save arrow what would you do and just you can be as brief as you want or as long as you want just you can tell the listeners how would you save arrow uh i'd keep felicity because she does have a good a big fan base and no reason to choose one or the other you just got to tone her down and her use down it, it really has to focus on oliver i'd uh make him focus on politics i know i some people might not like that. He skews more toward, you know, I don't want to get into politics, but that's what the character is. And they've been trying to shy away from that, but he's, that's just, he's always kind of been that kind of character. And you see that in the comic book. Uh, but at least make him a little more lighter. Uh, after reading the comic book, it just, I mean, it's just not the same. Uh, it's hard to explain. I, he doesn't have to be like making jokes or anything, but I think it's time to move on from the brooding uh, Felicity 
you know, slave whatever he's turned into now. Just focus on Oliver, tone down Felicity, and uh, try to use uh, inspiration from the comic books because there's a lot of good stuff in there. What would you do as far as Black Canary? I mean, would you bring Katie Lotz back to the show? Uh, what I mean, I don't. To me, Black Canary is essential is an essential part of even a Green Arrow comic, much less a Green Arrow TV show. That's yeah, just I, me. I mean, what would you do there? Uh, I won't get into WB killing off characters if that's true, and I hope it's not true. People deny it. People, uh, the you know, behind the shows deny it and everything. Well, but uh, not all of them. Willa Hall oh, yeah, came oh. out and, and blasted WB for doing that. Did you see that? Yeah, I just. I, I, I'm really hoping that's not true, or at least, you know, they, they maybe they hinted, like, maybe tone down the use, and they're like, oh, just better kill them off. But really, I, I don't know how you don't find a way to make use of Black Canary. Like, no one's that incompetent a writer. There's so much good stuff going on with Black Canary and Green Arrow and comics, cartoons, that, of course, there's some... I feel like there had to have been someone coming down and telling you a killer off for us because she, I mean, black sirens right there at the end of flash. Yep. You show black siren, uh, earth two version of Laurel lands mm-hmm. is right there in their little prison waiting. But I mean, maybe they're not supposed to have a black canary, but maybe they can fix that by having her be black siren and keep making her like an anti-hero. But keeping her name Black Siren so that no confusion. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that, that whole thing confuses me. I mean, they they seem to have this unwritten mandate about, you know, we're going to – you can't use these characters in the TV show if we're going to use them in the movies. But we're going to have a Flash in the movies and you're going to have a Flash TV show and that's okay. I mean, it shouldn't matter. At some point – you're insulting the audience's intelligence to separate a TV show from a movie. And if you really want to keep them separate, just just push it hard in the marketing. This is not the same as the TV show. This character is not the same one as the TV show. It's all you have to do. It doesn't take much. And if they get confused about it, oh well. Maybe they'll get confused about it enough to go say, hey, you know, that Flash character, I love that TV show. That's going to be awesome that he's going to be in the movie. Let's go see it. Okay. Don't you don't have to <laughs> you, you separate these franchises that much? I mean, people are not dumb; they understand what a TV show is and a movie is. But yeah, and I, I know what you were getting at there, of, as far as you know that supposed Harley Quinn movie that is possibly coming out. We never know; these things are always so fluid. Um, it's been confirmed, but we still don't know. You know, things could happen, um, but. Supposedly, some of the characters in that movie were going to be what Black Canary, Batgirl, things like that. Yeah, um, kind of the whole well, birds of prey, heroes and hero, uh, you know, heroes and villains, and uh, it, it sounds like birds of prey. I, I think uh, it was hint. It it seems like it's going toward birds of prey versus uh, maybe Gotham Sirens. You know, and they might not call themselves that, but. You know, uh, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. 
I just I don't understand why they have to keep killing off characters like that. I mean, especially look at Deathstroke. I mean, that's where having to kill him off or, you know, put him away <laughs> was yeah. um, kind of where Arrow started to just completely fall downhill. Now, could that mean Deathstroke is possibly in Suicide Squad and that may be Scott Eastwood? Maybe it's, I think it's something to think about there. Uh, he seems too young for it. That's, I'm kind of hoping against it. I, I, I'm but hoping he's he Dick Grayson. I think I hope he's Dick Grayson. Yeah, same. But as far as Deathstroke, I mean, that'd be an awesome character for a solo Batman movie, don't you think? Uh, oh, I mean, <laughs> he's awesome in the TV show. He'd be awesome in the movie. Can you imagine, you know, Batfleck fighting Deathstroke? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Just imagine. I mean, I'm sure you remember that little trailer for Arkham Origins, right? No, and that Deathstroke and Batman quick. fighting. Can you imagine that on a big budget level? Oh, buddy, sign me up. Take my money, as Kevin Smith says. Take my, take my <laughs> unborn daughter and son's college money. Just take it all. <laughs> um, one last thing before we uh, close this show up. A guy who I wanted to take over for the vacancy at the uh, at the Flash movie had for director was Kevin Smith. Didn't happen. Um, can you talk a little bit about more about the director that was picked or at least announced today? Um, he only has what one film that a lot of people know about was Rick Famuyima, something like that. Yeah, Rick Famuyima. Not really sure how to pronounce it. Yeah, me neither. But, uh, <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> uh, you'd say he probably doesn't have a lot of movies out. He has that one movie, Dope, that I see everyone say is great. He, even when uh, he was rumored to take over Flash, everyone was down for it. So I gotta watch Dope. But uh, he he has like maybe like a couple movies out, but it's more movies than. The Seth uh, Graham Smith guy that was going to take over, who has zero movies out. So it, it seems uh, like Ezra Miller is really committed to this role too. He slimmed down quite a bit, kind of bulked up. Not just slimmed down, but he bulked up is what I mean. He bulked up quite a bit, cut his hair. I mean, people were really complaining about his cameo in in BVS, but he looks like a totally different dude now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to get this show on the road here. As far as the DCEU, man, I'm 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 just kind of sick of the waiting game. Uh, Suicide Squad, dude, we are we are pretty close to Suicide Squad. We're getting there. We're about two months away now. Two months and what? Six? Two months and six days. Yeah. So we're close. Can't wait. All right. Any final words before we wrap this one up here? Uh, no, that's pretty much all of it. We could get to more stuff later on. Yeah, our next episode, I think we're going to devote a whole entire episode to just how we're going to save the uh, CW shows. And guess what? A lot to do with that has uh, Supergirl, Supergirl coming over to the CW. So stay tuned to the website, cleatsandcapes.com. We're on Twitter. Just search Cleats and Capes. Um, I'm your host, Steven. My co-pilot here is Chris. He's been kicking ass on the site, putting up all the content, putting up all the reviews, 
getting all the awesome retweets and follows and mentions. So big shout out to Chris right now. Thanks for all you do, Chris. You're a hell of an asset to the site. And I didn't think we'd actually get this going on this site this good, but you're really putting it up, man. I mean, you got you found your writer's groove. Are you, are you happy to be writing again? Yeah, yeah. I, I had stopped for a while, but it's good to get going again. You are really getting noticed, man. I'm telling you, you're going to get noticed by someone really big again. It's going to take you places, so just watch out. Just just don't forget me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's all for right now. We will be back probably sometime this weekend. Talk a little bit about Arrow and Flash and uh, Supergirl. So good night, everybody. <laughs>